And Sam Levitt joins us right now from Padre Spring Training, presented by your San Diego County Toyota Dealers Association. We make it easy. Good morning, Sammy. Good morning, gentlemen. Woodsy, I heard earlier it sounded like you were looking for a little inspiration yesterday. Yes. Creativity was lacking, but... From what I just heard before you brought me on, sounds like right now you are inspired once again. I, I am to and, uh, uh, to address whatever's uh, on the podcast. Well, and and only Eric Hosmer can inspire me. And, and so Eric Hosmer and Bob Dylan's "Blood on the Tracks" are the uh, the two the two things that have inspired. It's it's interesting, Sammy. It's interesting, and you know, I, it, there's always going to be, and you know this, you're in the media too. There's always going to be that media versus the players, players versus the media, front office versus the media, media versus front office. There's always that. You can get along, certainly. There's a a, um, a a good chance to have synergy if everything's going you know, well. When things get tough, when the going gets tough, that's when it gets a little dicey at times, Sammy, and you know this to be true as well. Um, it's it's At the end of the day, it's not cancer. We're not curing cancer here or, or, or anything like that. It's baseball. It's supposed to be fun. But it's also yeah. a business, you know. It's also a business, and everyone has to make sure that they're they're doing their job. And it it does get it's hard to navigate. I think it's harder than the the average person understands. It is hard to navigate uh, this business for player and media. Yeah, and I think you make a, a good point and a, a more general point in the sense of I, I think people sometimes have to remember. And, and I have not heard the podcast. I have not even heard any clips or so I'm not addressing anything regarding that. But just in a general sense, and quite frankly for me, somebody who came from the minor leagues where you have a very close relationship to the players and I'm the only broadcaster or quote-unquote media that's with the players every day and riding on the minor league bus, you, you then show up in a major league clubhouse and there's a, there's a lot of media and, and you know there are some different dyna- uh, dynamics and um, you know certainly – you try to, you know, ask fair questions. You try to do your job, but also balance with the fact that you're dealing with, you know, these players throughout the course of an entire season. And, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, I'm just kind of rambling here on on the media part of it. But, for example, when when we talk about last season here with the Padres, we had talked about it. I think, you know, the time and place for really focusing on what transpired last season probably was in the last week or so, but we will get to a point in spring training where you've sort of already asked all the questions you can ask about a year ago, and and then you have to to move forward and and look towards what really matters on the baseball field for 2024. So, uh, yeah, it's it's always an interesting dynamic and how you you deal with it day to day and balance doing your job and asking good questions with, you know, the the fact that it is a very, very long season and, and you interact with these guys on a daily basis. You know, and, and we'll bring this up again more in the next hour when we play some of this audio, but I think one of the questions that, that I'll get sometimes is, you know, why why did Eric Cosmer get so much criticism compared to Jake Cronenworth? Both have been somewhat disappointing uh, offensively at first base for the San Diego Padres. Uh, you guys just like Jake better, so you treat him, uh, you know, more kindly than you did Eric Cosmer. And for me, I think um, it's the responsibility of the media not to make a player look good or to make a player look bad, but to try to understand where that player is coming from at the very least. Sure. And I know baseball is a very hard sport. And I will I will always respect a guy who says, 
I am I am just struggling. It's, it's I'm terrible it's hard right, right now. now. Yep. And I felt like we got that from Jake. When he struggled, he never sh- he sh- he never shied away from it. He didn't hide from it. He knows he's struggling. He admits he's struggling. He's continuing to work on figuring it out. And there's been some obviously criticism of his performance, but it, he's got some self-awareness to it. And I think with Eric Hosmer, you always felt like he was also struggling, but he didn't bring that same self-awareness about those struggles to the position. And I think it's frustrating as a fan, so I try to convey that as a member of the media, when a player doesn't seem to acknowledge what seems so obvious to the rest of us, yeah. that you're struggling. Why can't you just say that? And we'll, hey, then we'll we'll let it be known. The guy knows he's struggling and you know he's doing what he can to try to figure it out. But when you can't even acknowledge that, it's hard to then be on your side and defend you and go, yeah, I, I think this guy understands. He gets it. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't really get it. And Sammy, you know it. You talk to a thousand players in your career. You know, there's guys that get it, and there's guys that don't. And we always love sure. the guys that get it. And they may not be the best players on the field. They may be the Brian O'Grady's or the Matt Stroms or whatever. But those guys get it. They get it. They know. Yeah. They know when to say like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely ass right now." You have every reason to boo me and and whatever. And I mean, what do you say? It's so disarming. Yeah, you well, you better get it together. No, I mean, of course, like, like you, you're a human being. You've got a family, and you've got bills, and you've you know done this or done that. Like everybody understands that. Well, we we took sort of a circuitous route to getting to talking about Jay Cronenworth, but yesterday I recorded what what I thought, and I'm going to put clips out and put the full thing out. A really good one-on-one with Jake yesterday, and you talk about taking accountability and and acknowledging that the performance is is not up to to what your standards are as a player and I think Jake has really done that I mean you'll see some clips of it later but I I dove a little bit deeper with him into that word he used the first day he was here and that was the word vulnerable and he described it as being vulnerable as a player during the offseason and really having to learn about himself and learn from other players and how he can apply it to himself and I just get the sense that Jake really took last season to heart. Now, how that translates onto the field this season, we'll see. And obviously there's no guarantee, and we'll see what the numbers are and what the production is. But after talking to him now a couple of times and, and really talking to him at length about it yesterday, and you said it, would see he took accountability last year and acknowledged the season he was having and, and everything that wasn't going right for him I certainly think he's learned a lot of lessons. It seems that way to me, whether that translates or not to be seen. You certainly hope it does for, for Jake's sake and, and for the Padres' sake. But certainly, you know, when you talk about Jake Cronenworth in particular in, in his season a year ago, I, I do think he clearly has put a lot of work in and clearly learned things from last season. And you, you hope it translates now into production on the field. Talking to Sam Levitt uh, from Padres Spring Training in Peoria. And Sam, I think Woods asked you yesterday your impressions for Jackson Merrill's transition to the outfield and yeah. how it's going. Ended up being a fairly hot topic yesterday. And and some of the comments that I saw from Mike Schilt and others were fairly glowing. Like, this guy is taking it to it like a fish to water in the outfield. And he's ahead of where Fernando Tatis Jr. was at this point huh. last year. Not that that means he's going to win a gold glove or anything. Platinum. But but... it or a platinum glove, but it it certainly bodes well that that the transition is going smoothly. What are some of the things that you were hearing yesterday as well? 
look, I've heard a lot of the same things, and I'll go back to what I said yesterday. Everything I've seen so far and I've heard so far has been very, very positive. He looks comfortable. He looks good. He's certainly extremely athletic. He's got, you know, that long, lanky body where you can see the strides playing in the outfield and all of that. So I'm, I'm right there with kind of the rumblings from yesterday and some of the quotes that have come out in that he, he looks really good. I mean, you know, I said it to you guys yesterday. I, I think everything like this is really hard to judge when you're looking at outfield drills. And obviously you have to see what it looks like when he gets into games and potentially he's playing left or playing center and has to take real reads off the bat in a stadium and dealing with the sun and all of it. But to this point, there has been nothing that Jackson Merrill has done before we actually begin Cactus League games that would lead you to believe that he is not a real, real possibility and potentially a front runner for one of these outfield spots as this roster is currently constructed. So I've heard the same things as far as his work in the outfield. Everything has been really positive. Everything I've seen with my own two eyes has looked really good. We'll see how that continues as games begin, but I'm right there with you. Um, he, he has been very, very impressive so far. And, you know, I think it was um, it was Chris Ello who asked me on the afternoon show yesterday, you know, if I thought Jackson Merrill, you know, could could fit into this roster on opening day for one of these spots. And I said, absolutely. I mean, there there's no doubt in my mind, you know, it's currently constructed this roster that everything they're doing with Jackson, the fact that they're working him out in the outfield, the fact that it sounds like he'll likely, you know, play tomorrow or play Friday. We won't know until we see the lineup. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is pointing all in that direction. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But I think it's very real. It's not just a, a young top prospect that you're giving some time to. This is not last year for Jackson Merrill when he was in that major league clubhouse. He is a real opportunity and a real shot to, to do something pretty special out of spring training here. I'm excited about it, man. Excited about seeing uh, what he can do. You know a name I haven't heard mentioned really maybe since like the first couple of days, uh, Sammy, is Woosuk Go. I, I, I saw one yeah. little um, one little clip I think you posted of him throwing a pen. Is everything, everything good there? Where is he slotting in? I haven't seen any video or anything of him uh, recently. Everything is good. He threw a bullpen yesterday. It was the second, uh, sorry, not a bullpen, a live BP, which are two different things. So he threw his second live BP yesterday. Um, I, I haven't heard a whole lot as far as reports on how he's looked. And quite frankly, during the, the formal media availability, I haven't heard Mike Schultz necessarily talk about him. So that's something I'll put on my radar. But as far as where he is and, and what he's doing, yeah, he's out there and he threw another live BP yesterday and, um, you know, we'll see how he ultimately slots into this bullpen and, um, you know, how that transition goes, obviously, to Major League Baseball. But, yeah, he's out there and he's throwing live BPs and um, put it on my radar to see what I can gather about Wusuko. You know, the uh, the Padres bullpen, if there's one area where you feel like there is some depth, that is it. And that means that there may be some good pitchers who don't actually make the team to start the, the season out of the bullpen. One that I'm looking at that we saw just briefly last year is Alex Jacob. And I don't know yeah. how much you've seen from him, Sammy, but I there are people who really think that Alex Jacob has a chance to be a, a top reliever for the San Diego Padres. Is he 
Is he close to that yet, though, or is he getting any buzz right now in spring training? I think it's Alec. Well, Alec Jacob. Alec, sorry, Jacob. not Alex. Alec. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he's throwing, and he's thrown in the bullpen. It said he was going to throw a live BP yesterday. I didn't see him throw. I was kind of looking out for him a little bit. I, I'm not saying he didn't um, at all, because a lot of the, there's there's literally four live BP sessions going on at once, and it is very common if I'm at one for an extended amount of time that I miss another. But um, he he's certainly been throwing in the bullpen, and he's here, and he's throwing, and he's participating in everything. So we heard from Mike Schilt early in spring training that if he was behind at all physically, that it was a hair behind. And, you know, I, I don't know what the likelihood is that he would – they make the bullpen out of spring training. There are a lot of names here and a lot of experienced names in this bullpen right now, but he's certainly somebody that you can very easily see factoring in at some point during 2024, much like he did last season. But I can tell you he's here, he's throwing, and he's right in the mix. So um, I'm curious to see if he gets into a game here in the, uh, in the first couple of Cactus League games and, and uh, goes from there. But everything I've seen as far as his workload and what he's been doing has looked fairly normal to me. Well, he we said that Alan Jacob is going to be really good. Bill Jacob. Alfred yep. Jake. Arlo Jacob. You're going to get to watch a baseball <laughs> game tomorrow, Sammy. And I know it's been a uh, long time coming. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you about that pre and uh, post on Friday when we get the uh, when we get all the information. And, and you know, I think the game's going to be on ESPN. Of course, you can listen to it right here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, but excited uh, excited that you're, you, you know, get to stop watching practices and watch an actual game. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's so much intrigue, right? I mean, somebody asked me yesterday what the themes are of this spring training, and there's a lot of them, right? There's rebounding after the disappointment of last year, all the new faces that are here, a new manager. But on top of it, and I think the number one theme, is that there are just so many opportunities for so many guys with the way this roster looks right now. And obviously a lot can change in the next few weeks with the way this roster looks. And I think a lot of us here would still be very surprised if there's not another move or two made. And my goodness, look at the free agent market. I mean, it's just it's just wild, the names that are still sitting out there. But what it does provide is, at this point, a massive opportunity for a ton of these guys. So, it, look, the games are going to be really interesting and impactful. And I do get the sense that, you know, even though it's been said that spring training is, is a hard place to evaluate, look, I think the Padres are in a position where they are going to have to evaluate yeah, what's no going on here the last week and a half. and. <laughs> And in these games. So, um, yeah, from a baseball standpoint, and I've said it before, it is a really interesting spring training. And by the way, when you talk about somebody like a Jackson Merrill, it's exciting because you watch him. And as long as he can transition to the outfield pretty well, and quite frankly, we can talk about the defense all we want. But if he can hit and he can hit big league pitching, you know, the defense, I'm not saying it's uh, – you know, it doesn't matter. But we'll, we'll figure you know, it out. It won't matter as much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, the orchestra is playing you out for today, Sammy. Great job as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Talk.